is up, everybody? We're here on another episode of the Stay Tranquilo podcast. I'm here with Alex Blanco. Um, of course, she'll, she'll make her intro. But before we get started, I uh, just wanted to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by Stella Rosa. Rosa. Uh, they have an assortment of different products from non-alcoholic wines to canned wines um, to rosés. Um, it's a great product. Um, easy drinking, uh, tons of flavor. I mean, you can never go wrong with some with some canned wine. So they got their grapefruit flavor. They got their blueberry flavor that Alex is drinking. Um, so check them out whenever you get the chance, but great product. Um, so before we get started, I wanted to just kind of like give a little rundown about Alex and some of the things that she's working on. She's doing some awesome things. Uh, she's got her own uh, company and Reina Social, so she'll definitely touch on that. Um, but a bunch of different projects that I think um, she could bring a lot of value today. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. But yeah, I'll, t- I'll toss it to you. Let them know a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here and appreciate Same. the platform. Uh, so Reina Social Club is an all-female networking group. It's a community where we really promote the professional and personal development of all women. So really just prioritizing, expanding your network, making genuine connections and empowering women to lean into their talents, lean into their skills and share those gifts with the world. Um, And so everything that we do is highly intentional, highly curated. So Everything in our events and every part of our community is highlighting and supporting a local female-owned business. So our venue, our videographer, our photographer, our food, our beverages, our raffle prizes, our vendors, um, literally every aspect of the event is supporting a local female-owned company. So we really try to stay true to our mission um, in creating that community of female founders, creatives, and just um, sharing resources with each other um, through everything that you go through on a personal and professional level. I love that. That's awesome. And to kind of rewind, right, what was it that made you want to start something like Reina, right? Was there something in the market that you're like, hey, there's not enough of this out there? What was it for you that was like, hey, you know what, I want to, I want to start this? Yeah, so on a personal level, I... First of all, I just come from a big family. Lots of I have a sister. I have lots of female cousins, um, and my family has always been very supportive, very encouraging. You know, you can do whatever you set your mind to. And then I went to an all-girl high school here in Miami, um, and that again was just very empowering. Um, you know, they teach you that you can do whatever you put your mind to. You just have to work hard, make connections. And then I went to college and I was part of a sorority. And there, again, it's like a little government. Like when you're in a sorority, yes, there's a social aspect, but there's a huge leadership aspect behind it if you choose to lean into it. And that was so empowering, so inspiring. Um, it really gave me a lot of drive. Like I felt that like groove and that rhythm yeah. when I was in that. And then I went to the workforce and COVID hit. So then it's like there's no community. There's no empowerment. Um, it, and I realized that that was something that once you left the education system and once you left like your family unit, you know, you're not with your family every day. Um, how do you get that empowerment? Where do you get that source? And I started talking to other women who were students, employees, employers, creatives, and they all felt that lack. Like there was a need for a space to just talk about things that, you know, back in our parents' generation would be considered taboo, you know, like 
back in the 80s for a woman to admit that she was overwhelmed with work and childcare, like that that was frowned upon whereas today that's something that we can talk about and then share resources of how do you overcome that challenge um and also just to feel like you're not crazy like you feel understood like you know everyone knows that sense of relief when you just feel like related to and you're like okay like there's someone else out there like that um i'm not crazy i'm not the only one um so i realized that we needed to build this community and i started just bringing in friends that i knew could help me build this company, build this mission, and um, it's grown so much since that initial event. Like, I thought it was just gonna be a one-time event during COVID. I was like, let's just empower people, get people together, like we've all been in quarantine, and then it ended up growing, and we're two years later, and still just um, continuing to innovate the type of events that we do so that they're constantly progressing. Yeah, no, and, and there's something that I think you you touched on that I think is extremely important. It's the aspect of not doing it alone, right? You said that you brought in friends, you brought in other people um, because you knew you couldn't do it yourself, right? And you know, for me, that's something that I've always struggled with, right? Because it's like your little baby and you want to really take care of it, but you know that there's other people that could provide value outside of the things that maybe you can do, right? That ultimately can help you get to uh, you know, where you want it to go. Um, so can you touch on a little bit about how that process was of like who you decided that you wanted to bring on board you know why that person and some of the things that they were able to provide for you yeah definitely so you hit the nail on the head like your company is your baby so it can be really hard to kind of let go and relinquish that control and delegate um but i really try to think I'm kind of crazy like I think of Reina as her own being like it's not about me it's about Reina and Reina is essentially our community so you have to release your ego you know what is best for the company what is best for the community not what's best for me yeah. um, and so if as a company we're promoting collaboration we're com- promoting networking we're promoting shining your light and sharing your gifts how can we not do that internally right. so i essentially evaluated my gifts my skill set my talents what i enjoy doing and then what do i dislike doing what am i bad at you know for example for me finances like i can budget you know very simple (laughs) earning savings spending but other than that like running a company i don't know how to do that so bringing in someone for that and then like automation with social media i don't know how to do that so bringing in someone for that um and you know just really identifying your skills and your weaknesses and then identifying those in others and bringing it all together because at the end of the day it takes a village right rome wasn't built in a day it takes a village so like you need to bring in other people to continue growing because if it's just your perspective if it's just your insight uh it's very easy to plateau and kind of just remain complacent in how you've been doing things and not innovate and not move forward Um, but that's what you need to do to develop as a company and develop as a community um So I am very blessed that a lot of my friends and a lot of actually Reina members that I met at Reina events have ended up coming on board as part of the team because they believe in the mission. They believe in the impact and the value of these events and what we're doing. So I also just feel very blessed that people see what we're doing and they know it matters. Yeah, definitely. And Reina obviously was never 
wasn't didn't start off as Reina, right? Yeah. Um, so tell them a little bit about like when you first started it, like the name that you had there, and then how it kind of evolved into into Reina. Yes. So when we hosted our first event, we didn't even have a name. We were just like, oh, we're hosting a female empowerment event. Alex Blanco's female empowerment. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and then it was crazy. So we hosted it at Rhythm and Vine, which is a female-owned company uh, by Nahart Hospitality, and we've actually hosted a few other events with their other venues. Um, but it was a hit. Literally, we had like 70, 80 women show up. We had a ton of walk-ins. Um, and everyone's asking, like, what do we tag you on Instagram? When's your next event? What's your website? And I'm like, ah, we don't have any of this. So I spoke with my right-hand girl, Danny. She's yeah. my partner. And I was like, Danny, we need a name. We need a website. We need an Instagram. So literally within, like, a week, I created our website, created our Instagram. Um, and we were originally called Corporate Connection by Women for Women, which it's crazy. It feels so... Like, that doesn't even feel like that was ever our name. Like, Raina feels right. like it was our name. It's a great name. Thank you. And so, with Corporate Connection, my idea was, like, we're going to bridge the gap between, like, corporate life and creatives and, like, connecting women. And then it was by women, for women, so that people knew it was all female. Yeah. Um, and then, funny enough, maybe, like, a year in, we have had really successful events. Our communities growing at a very rapid rate organically. And so... Um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to trademark this just to like protect our intellectual property. I don't want to run into any hiccups down the road. And then when I go to trademark it, I see that it's already been trademarked. So I'm like, oh my God. And it wasn't in the state of Florida, but it was like okay. na a national trademark. Right. So that's why I had never realized it. We were yeah. able to register as an LLC under that name because the company wasn't oh. registered in Florida. So like... I thought it was all good. And then yeah. when I go to register this, I'm like, they're a national corp yeah, trade, like, trade. Tra thing. So I was like, man, okay, we need a rebrand. And this was, it's so funny because when hiccups happen, you think it's the end of the world. Right. You're like, how am I ever going to move past this? And then a year later, it's like, oh, I forgot that happened. Exactly. And oh, it, gra it gravitated you exactly where you needed to be, you know, yeah. where it was supposed to be at least. And so it's funny because I spent, I kid you not, two months Every night, I was on dictionary.com, thesaurus.com, um, reading books from female authors, trying to pull words. I was like, how am, are we going to rebrand? And I could, just couldn't find it. I was like looking for synonyms that were similar to our old name. Mm -hmm. And then one night, it just like, like a train hit me. I was, like, crazy. I was like, it needs to be one word. Um, corporate connection by women for women that's Too a much. slogan yeah. that's that's a description that's not yeah. a brand that's not a name so I started thinking of like Panera Panera do you know what Panera means no idea. it means pan era so bread forever wow. is literally what it means so I was like okay we need to get like more creative yeah. and then I was like Apple Dell Advil, like right. any it is big a lot brand. of one a lot of one word brands yeah so and I, was, I think I forget where I saw it but that was the whole component. They're like, everyone tries to do too much with the name and you just look at some of the, the largest brands in the world. They're all one word and it's simple. There's a lot behind it. Right. And the brand identity and kind of what they stand for and the meaning of the name, but it's not essentially like 
all about the name. It's more about what the brand means and how the name kind of ties into it. Exactly. Like Nike isn't called Just Do It Apparel. Right. You know, exactly. it's like Just Do It is their slogan, is yeah. their tagline, but Nike is the brand. It's the yeah. identity. And so once I was able to shift my mindset, which let me tell you, it was very difficult. Like I was self-sabotaging. I was like, I was so stuck in the synonyms and something similar to what we already have that I wasn't seeing the bigger picture. And it wasn't until I took a step back that then I was like, duh, you know? And so it's just so funny. Like I laugh at the journey of life and how we are as humans. It's so interesting. Um, but so then I walked in, I was walking in Coral Gables and I saw a sign that said La Reina, but it was like spelled Reina like queen. Um, in Spanish and I was like I like this but I don't like Reina spelled like queen is too basic but I Uh like the idea like it's first of all encompasses women already so there's getting our one mission and then like we're trying to elevate each other raise each other up so you know queen is perfect for that yeah But then I was like, there's something missing. And then I thought back to our mission. And our mission is to highlight female businesses and encourage women to shine. So I was like, okay, a ray of light, R-A-Y. So then that's how Raina, R-A-Y-N-A, came to be. And then Social Club for her is kind of our tagline. So I really just call it Raina, but we're Raina Social Club, Raina Social Club for her. Um, And that was one of the biggest challenges I thought we had and then it ended up being a huge blessing um i think reina has allowed us allowed us to identify ourselves to the right market yeah um people get it and so yeah very interesting and 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 i'm like i'm like here sitting here i'm like laughing because when i was when i when i was going through the state tranquilo process right like and like thinking about the name I had for like a short time had called it like it's a vibe, right? Oh and yeah. That, and that that's just like I'm like it's a vibe, like that's like what I want to promote, right? But again, I was never married to it. Like I didn't love it, but it was what built the traction in the beginning, right? But I'm like I'm not I'm not in love with this. So kind of same thing. I was like kind of sitting on names and like thinking about it and then just like one day it kinda of hit me. I'm like, tranquilo, like we all wanna like be tranquilo, right? Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. So I sat on it. I wasn't even married to it, but I liked it. Kind of like the same same thing with you. And I'll never forget, I'm at my brother's baseball game, and he was probably like in fifth, fourth grade, fifth grade at the time, and there was this little kid sitting in front of me, and he goes to his mom, you know, mom, you know what makes me tranquilo? And I go, I'm like, the kid, I hadn't heard a kid say one Spanish word the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just running around, he's like, and he goes to his mom, and he says that, and he's just right in front of me, I'm like, I just like looked at the kid, I'm like, well, okay, that was weird. And like, that was Like a I, sign. Yeah, it's a sign. Like, so many like subtle little things that... And you, and you kind of touched on it about like the whole, you know, getting your mind right and getting into the place. When you put yourself in that space of like receiving and like being open minded, the universe is going to give you some crazy signs like that. And you're going to think oh, that's crazy, but it's true. Like you put it out there saying like, hey, I'm searching for this. Give me an answer. Right. And that's the universe giving you an answer right there. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I didn't explicitly say that, but you picked up on it and it's true. During that process, I was like, God, like, please. I was like, make it so obvious that I can't miss this sign. Like I need to rebrand like now. It's already been two months of me thinking like I have a list of 300 alternate names and I hate all of them. Like, please just (laughs) guide me. And he did. He did. And, and, and so it's and awesome. everything lined up, right? The name was available. Everything. Yes, the name so. was available. We ended up trademarking that. Like, all good. Because, um, like, there was a bunch of Tranquilo kind of brands out there. Or something, you know, there's, like, a Tranquilo mat. 
there for like babies. There was like a tranquilo, I don't know, a pair of some. It wasn't even a pair. I forget what it was, but there was a couple things that, had, but there was nothing that was like stay tranquilo, right? Yeah. And the website was available. The trademark was available. The you know the the LLC in the state of Florida was right. available. So I was like, this is this is it. And then as you start doing it, you're like, damn, okay, people like the name too, so it's re- it's receptive to the market. Um, and then from there, that's where the magic, I guess, begins. Yeah, it really does. And again, I felt like it was a blessing because, like I mentioned, like I was just planning on hosting one event. So yeah. when it grew into something more, it was almost unintentional. Yeah. So rebranding allowed us the opportunity to really get granular on what we wanted our brand to be. And so even just what I ended up doing was we hired a branding team. They no longer do branding. They only do interior design now, but girls who do interiors, shout out to them. They're amazing. Um, And so we hired them. And basically what I did is I picked my favorite photos from our previous events. And I like started highlighting colors from our actual people and from our actual venues. And I was like, this is our brand. Like the community is our brand. And so we picked our color palette from actual pictures from our events which was so awesome Um, and same with like our font like the whole creative process just became so much more intentional and like you mentioned like after you rebrand or once you decided to go all in on Stay Tranquilo people resonate with that brand Um, they can sense the the meaning behind it yeah you you need and you guys do an amazing job of that you need people to feel connected with what you're trying to preach you know and whatever that is you know everyone preaches something differently and kind of has their own brand identity but you're not a brand unless people resonate with it and whether it's for good or for bad but that's the reality of it and that's how you build a community and community is a place where people can kind of feel like themselves without feeling judged or anything like that so yeah you guys are doing an awesome job and i think it's really really cool to see um but um one of the things that we talked about prior was kind of the whole balance aspect of things right so reina is something that you do but you also have a full-time job um as well right so you know we we were kind of touching on it before like how do you balance all of that right you got the full-time job you hang out with your friends you go to weddings, right? You run Reina. How does that whole process of balance work for you? It's a constant effort. I think it's something that we all struggle with, right? How do we get more time um, in our day? How do we maximize the time in our day? So I think, um, first of all, it's something I'm constantly struggling with. Like most people in my life know I suck at balancing, honestly. Um, I feel like I'm either feast or famine. Like, I'm either working crazy hard or I'm, like, yeah. chilling. <laughs> you know? So it's, like, yeah. it's kind of hard. It is, it's, it's kind of a, and I, I don't know if this is the word, but it is the word. It's, like, it's a battle a little bit, you know? It's, it's like, a battle. When do I let off the pedal? When do I put down the pedal? And maybe that is the balance, you know? It's, like, a kind of a stop and go. But it's, like... I don't know if you want to be like on cruise control almost, but right. you kind of almost do want to be on cruise control because then when you're on cruise control, that's when you're more focused, you're a little bit more clear, you're not like thinking. But there's also a lot of good that comes in the chaos, and there's a lot of good that comes in like the peace, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said the word chaos because I'm my friends are always like, hey, how are you? I'm like living through the chaos, chaos. And laughing chaos. through the chaos because it's like... It's just nonstop. So to be practical, 
I do think I have a pretty good idea of how to balance. So first is time blocking. Like when I'm working my nine to five, and a lot of people ask me, they're like, why do you still work a nine to five? I'm like, I love my company. I love what I do. I love the people I work with. So I do want to take reign of full time eventually, but right now I'm not in a rush. I enjoy contributing. Yeah. I enjoy serving. I enjoy learning from really just awesome people. Like I love the people I work with and I learn so much and I'm challenged so much. So when I'm at work, I'm at work. Yeah. And then when I'm doing Reina work, like I'm doing Reina work. So just making sure to commit to whatever time blocks you have. And then I have a daily checklist and um, I've been following it for like almost nine years now. And essentially it's a pre-made list of my favorite things to do. So, and things that you forget to do if you don't remind yourself why they're important. So like making your bed. I literally have a to-do list yeah. that has that. And people are like, oh, but that's so simple. Yeah, but watch, once you get into a depressive episode or you're feeling down or you're feeling stuck, that's gonna be the first habit to go, yeah. is making your bed. Same with opening your blinds. Sometimes we just wanna wallow in the darkness and it's like, no, get that sunlight, breathe the fresh air, breathe in oxygen. Like, And so I have these daily things, You know, I keep track of my water, I make sure I have to call like a friend or a family member every day, nice. listen to music, stretch, um, see sunlight like there's a bunch of things that I do daily but you don't have to do them every day it's just a checklist there to hold yourself accountable because you would need to audit yourself and so it's like okay it's gone it's been a week and I haven't read a book yeah. or it's been a week and I haven't listened to a podcast and like I haven't done anything for personal development yeah. like wow I should really check that off today um, or some days you get it all done and you're like oh my god I'm <laughs> killing it yeah. Um, and then essentially aside from that, those are not non-negotiables. Those are just nice to have things that keep you in that rhythm, keep you good. But then I have a slot where you write in, I write in my priorities every day. So it's like your priorities are your non-negotiable. Right. Like, okay, I have to record this podcast. I have to do groceries. Yeah. I have to take my dog to the vet. I have to go to yoga and whatever. So like that I feel helps because we honestly like society has just made it that you have a never-ending to-do list like i have a wedding in two weeks i have to go to the tailor i have to go to do yeah. this like oh, it's always like, something just when you think things are coming down the next thing comes up you exactly know? whether it was intentionally planned or not but there's always something and you know a lot of the podcasts that i listen to it's like a common thing like you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable right because if you're not then the uncomfortable is the inevitable right you're gonna you're gonna face it at some point and if you're not able to kind of like deal with it in a certain way, however that way works for you, but that's effective, that's efficient, that's healthy, right? Then, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to continue to evolve because you just got through that one obstacle and then you're going to get through the next and the next and the next. And that's where the growth really comes. But a lot of people become like, I don't know what the, what the word is. It's not complacent, but they, it's like almost like comfortable with just what is. But then they realize that it actually creates more discomfort. Yeah. It's that, like you're, yes. you're fighting so hard to keep this comfort and you're actually creating more discomfort in that, in that yeah. process. And I think that's because change and challenges are guaranteed in life. Yeah. Like there's no way around it. So even if you think like you're cruising, yeah, you're not. You're not. You're it's going to come around the, the corner. The when you get comfortable, think you actually might start going backwards, right? And, yeah. And it's not to say like create discomfort, but it's like learn how to utilize it as like a leverage right and almost like as something powerful because like to your point you're gonna you're gonna deal with it at some capacity in your life and you could choose to do something about it or you could choose to just kind of like 
sit in it and then like let it affect you and yeah. you can't you can't you got to be proactive you got to take action and I always say like actions speak louder than words and they do right because it shows a lot more about your character when you kind of like are proactive in doing things because I'm one of these people that like I hate to make excuses right and if I catch myself making excuses that's like me like giving up my power almost kind of thing right where I'm like uh, you know I'll do it tomorrow or like hey you know what like I don't need to do that you know like just that kind of what you were saying like that chatter that you have in your head and you can You're like self like you literally self-sabotage yeah, yourself you do yeah so like my basically like to bring it all together is yeah. prioritize and execute so yeah. like those priorities those non-negotiables don't worry about all the other noise. Like, yes, you have other things on your to-do list, but if they're not time sensitive, if they're not urgent, if they're not needed to get done today, leave it to, to tomorrow. Do your five priorities and yeah. then, you know, hop on FaceTime with a loved one, go to a yoga class, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but just trying not to get so caught up in it because like at the end of the day, everyone has a to-do list that is never ending. The minute you check off five things, 10 other things get added. So it's like, kind of just know like everything will get done right like you've already survived up to this point like exactly. you know things the world is going to keep on turning a, a good thing too to do like and I, I do it a lot too is like look back at what you've been able to accomplish because sometimes you look so much of like what's going on right now and you feel so far away from maybe where you want to be yes. but you're like damn look where I was actually able to get to and like where I was two years ago three years ago what you know whatever that time frame is but be like, hey, I was able to accomplish all this, you know? And if you feel like you haven't actually accomplished anything in those X amount of years, months, whatever that may be, then you also have to have, like, a realistic conversation with yourself and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I do got to change this. Maybe I got to see what my priorities are. And the non-negotiables is the way to kind of do that. It's like, today I have to do this. Like, it's not an option. I have to make sure if I get it done. Obviously, things happen throughout the day that may alter that. But you at least made it a priority, and you can't make it a pattern to not take care of your non-negotiables, essentially. Exactly. And, like, I used to have this mindset. It's, like, a prop popular phrase, but I had this mindset, like, why put off for tomorrow what can be done today? Yeah. And at first I loved it because I was hyper-productive, but then I was so burnt out. Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, I can put – if it can be put off tomorrow, why not? Like, just focus on today's priorities. Like, what is urgent? And so – um, there's actually this like phrase in yoga called loving awareness and for the longest time I would hear it and like thought it sounded beautiful but I didn't really understand what it meant and then a couple weeks ago I was listening to this podcast completely unrelated to yoga and the guy mentioned loving awareness and he's like loving awareness is being in love with everything you're aware about so it doesn't mean I have to love the struggle but I should love and admire and appreciate the fact that I'm even aware that I'm struggling, that I'm in a rut, that I'm feeling stuck, or vice versa, like yeah. being aware. Like, we were just smiling talking about our biggest challenges, you know, <laughs> because it's like you were, oh, we're awake, we're alive, we're conscious, and life is not guaranteed to be easy. So uh, there's this quote by Peter Haggerty. I literally post it all the time because it's just such a good reminder, and it's, um, life is a journey, and if you want to be in love forever, you have to fall in love with the journey. So, like, embrace the highs, embrace sure. the lows, um, because they're always coming. They're always around the corner, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of Matthew McConaughey has this great book, Green Lights, 
and how he refers it to is green lights and red lights. It's like sometimes you have all this momentum, everything's going great, you're catching all the green lights, and then boom, you have to slam on your brakes for this sudden red light. But when you're there, like, take a look around. What's the view? What's the scenery? What do the billboards say? What do the bumper stickers say? And see what you can learn to take that into your next, you know, up. 100%. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought up the whole yoga thing, right? Because obviously it's a big part of your practice. Um, What has yoga kind of taught you? And how is it something that's kind of, I guess, like helped you evolve over, over the last few years? Yoga is amazing. Guys, get into it. If you have not found a yoga studio or a yoga practice that you like, keep discovering. There's so many different ones out there, but it has truly... It seems like it is difficult for people to start it. Yeah, yeah. And I really believe it just goes back to, like, finding the people and, like, the community that's meant for you. Like, I don't think Reina's going to be for every woman. I think most women would enjoy it. But, you know, people have different tastes. People have different backgrounds. People are looking for different things. So same thing goes with yoga. Different studios have different vibes. uh, And there's multiple types of yoga. So maybe you don't like vinyasa, but you like hatha. Or maybe you don't like hatha, but you like yin. So, you know, doing that kind of uh, self-discovery of what you like Um, but yoga has helped me so much I everyone has masculine and feminine energy in them but I feel like ever since a very young age I've always been like very extreme like very in my masculine or very in my feminine like when I'm working Reina even though it's a female empowerment company like I'm in my masculine like I'm (laughs) I really am and then like at home and in yoga and with my family and like settings like this like definitely my feminine comes out and so yoga has kind of helped me just like be more balanced more um aware more honestly so many things like people think yoga is just an exercise but it's like this whole way of being and I was raised Roman Catholic but more of like a spiritual Roman Catholic not like a go to church every Sunday Roman Catholic and uh, I studied science in undergrad so like yoga really tied in my like Catholic face with my spirituality and science and so yoga has multiple pillars and one is the movement asana so like you know the actual physical movements right. or whatever and then there's pranayama which is your breath work so i'm going to start there breath work has helped me so much i think pretty much everyone has anxiety um there's just so much stimulation yep. so much temptation it's like noise overload um and you know we suffer from self-doubt from imposter syndrome all these things and just getting back to your breath it is scientifically a way to immediately change your biochemistry and so it just calms you down so I just feel like yoga in of itself has helped me a lot with my anxiety and just being in the present moment be where your feet are don't be in the past don't be in the future Um, I'm a firm believer that as you continue walking, the path reveals itself. So like you don't have to get caught up in the details of the future. You don't have to like be so hard on yourself from the past. Like it's what brought you to where you are now, right? Um, So yoga has helped me tremendously in that aspect. And then also there's a bunch of other pillars about like detachment. You know, think of things objectively. Don't be so attached. Don't be so possessive. Um, self-reflection is huge going kind of back to that loving awareness like have grace with yourself but be aware enough to call yourself out when you're being lazy or maybe you're holding yourself back or if you maybe did something that wasn't really aligned with your higher self so 
just reflection, introspection, um, and that detachment and non-judgment is so huge. Like you view the world so differently when you're just observing. When you're, I'm just here to observe. I'm just here to acknowledge. I'm not here to pass judgment. Judgment takes up so much energy, and we do it all the time. Like a girl doesn't have her nails painted, or a guy is short, and like yeah. automatically we have judgments. And it's like, why? It's, it's it's external stigmas that have been built, and we're so externally stimulated that we don't take enough time to look internally and really figure out, okay, what am I, what am I even processing right now? You know, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? We don't. We don't give ourselves that time, so we're just, we don't even realize we might be angry. You know, we may not, we may not realize people, you know, uh, you're treating people poorly because you haven't taken that time to kind of just like look at yourself and turn and be like, you know what? Hmm. And maybe I'm holding on to some past anger or past judgments that I have been carrying for the last five, six, seven years from some sort of trauma, maybe, you know, or whatever that was, a situation in your life that created that. And then you carry that with you for, some people carry it to, the, to their grave, right? Because they just yeah. never, and then they they wonder why, you know, they have certain aches, why they have certain moods that are up and down all the time. And that's because you've allowed the external to control the internal. And like to, to kind of like what you were saying, you kind of have to get control of the internal and then the external kind of is just, just there, you know? And you kind of control it without trying to control it almost yeah yeah you got kind of just are able to grow with the flow yeah. as it goes um and it's funny that you mentioned like you may not have even realized you were treating people you care about poorly yeah. just because you're like so you're not you're con it's yeah. consuming and it's just interesting because basically in yoga like the the end goal is called samadhi. It's kind of like nirvana. And what it translates to is peace and harmony, which I think we all want peace and harmony in our life, right? Just to be in that flow, an intentional flow, right? But it's basically categorized as peace, tranquility, or peace, harmony, and tranquility. And nice. so I thought about that. I was like, stay tranquilo yeah. is literally oh. just trying <laughs> to guide yeah. people to be at their higher self like yeah. be content be at peace and i think a lot of that even just comes from being honest so like hey going back to like i was treating people poorly i didn't even realize it like going back hey i'm so sorry i overreacted and mm -hmm. like the way i spoke to you was not okay right. that is very vulnerable to say it's powerful but too. i've never rare very rarely has anyone ever said that to me after yeah. treating me poorly but i go out of my way to like try to acknowledge it because it is powerful and once you share that vulnerability with someone else they will be vulnerable right back and then as a collective we start moving like more towards our authentic self and going back to what i was saying with reina like just saying talking about things that matter like so many of the things that our generation is like bringing to conversation and bringing yeah. to light was taboo was unspoken oh, yeah. um you know you just brush it under the rug exactly. and so i think that even just going back to personal accountability and personal ownership and saying hey i'm sorry i don't even know why i acted that way i was not being aware uh, you know, you don't deserve to be spoken to like that. I hope you can accept my apology. Like that goes such a long way in building unbreakable relationships, yeah. you know, and just helping other people feel comfortable being themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, and it's funny because when I started Say Tranquilo, I was in a very like meditative state, I yeah. would like to say. Like I was probably peak in terms of like my meditation practice, just really taking the time to do it. and. 
it's crazy how much clarity it brought into my life. It allowed me to kind of like handle past traumas in a way where I was just like able to let them go, you know? But it, the first step in that whole process was me just becoming aware that they existed, right? What was some of the, like the sensations that were going on in my body? What was some of the thoughts that were going on in my body? Why did they, why were they there? Why did they exist? But I didn't ever look at them with judgment as I continued to grow through my meditation practice. The more they kept coming up, the more I was able to just kind of let them be and let them kind of naturally just, what I call like disappear almost, right? Like they just dissipate. And that was a place where I had to be vulnerable with myself, right? Like I had to like sit with myself and actually, you know what? Yeah, there's no perfection, right? You're not this perfect person. You're no one's perfect and you're never going to have those expectations of a perfect person and you need to be able to let that go like there's going to be good there's going to be ugly and you have to be okay with both of them and not be married to either one of them they just they're there they exist you appreciate those moments kind of like how you were saying and it provides a, a it's a freedom almost it's liberating yes it's a it's a liberation and it it's powerful when you're able to get into that state because you become so detached to everything else. Like you're not married to any results, any outcomes, expectations, all that's out the door. Like it's, it's powerful. It is so powerful. And to your point, it's liberating. Yeah. Like it, like it just feels like a ton of weight has been lifted off your chest. Like you feel content, you feel at peace and it makes life almost like a game. Um, because it's like, I already know I'm going to fail. Yeah. So I don't have to stress about mm -hmm. being this like pillar of perfection yeah. because that's just not going to happen. Yeah. So looking at yourself without judgment and kind of just letting things go and again, acknowledging so that you can grow better and get better yeah. and, you know, eliminate the amount of times that you're not being like your best self. Yeah. But it's just like light, like Failing is the only way to grow, and that's kind of what we're, like, here on Earth for. Like, perfection is for, like, the afterlife, you know, whether you're Buddhist, exactly. Catholic, Jewish, like, it's that's not what... not here. Leave that, leave that yeah, for another time. <laughs> you're not meant to be perfect, so stop yeah. trying. Stop making other people feel like they have to be perfect, and just, like, enjoy the journey of life. Like, embrace it. Um, and I think it, like, I think we all take it a little too seriously, like yeah, and it is serious like the, obviously it is serious and i always i always live in that battle of like <laughs> right serious like, versus non-serious like i gotta be serious but do i really have to be serious like how much of it is really matters you know and i know <laughs> it's perspective at the end of the day you choose to make things important at the end of the day and you know you're gonna value what's important to you but there is a level of like ah, it's really not that important um but cool so let me see where we're at um before we kind of wrap up, I like to do like kind of like rapid questions, fun, you know, however. however. But um, it's just something that I think is always cool to get like get to know the guests and and give people a little bit of like something to engage with. Um, so uh, you've probably seen them. I always do these polls yeah. on, on Instagram. Are you a sushi person or a pizza person? Sushi. What's the best sushi spot? Mm, okay, so honestly, Planta has the best sushi. Planta and the Grove. Yeah, Planta okay. in the Grove or the South Beach. Best There's one in South Beach too. Yeah, okay. best sushi, honestly. Um, so random, but Earl's Dayland I think has great really? sushi. I haven't been there in a while. Uh, sushi Mas also. Um, but I have to disclaim, I don't eat fish, so I'm talking about like the best veggie uh, sushi rolls. So this is but these are amazing. <laughs> like they have mango, they have guava, they have like 
peach, like their pear, Pl like they get flavor. so yeah. creative with the recipes and the crunch and the okay. texture. Cause like, I don't eat bad food. Don't get me wrong. So like <laughs> the texture, the flavor, yeah. it's all there. Nice, nice, cool. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, but beach or mountains? Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mountains to vacation, but the beach, honestly, it makes me realize it's not that serious. When you look at this giant yeah. piece of ocean and you're like, it's just okay. open, like, just, God, it's the abyss. Like, it just goes on forever almost. Yeah, I could be, like, in the most stubborn state of mind. Like, yeah. life sucks. This is so unfair. This is so hard. When does it end? <laughs> and then I look at the ocean. I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm 100% a beach person. Like, I love, I do love the mountains. I think the, mount, the mountains offer a, a level of tranquility as well. It's very peaceful up there. But there's just something about like being able to be on the sand and like soak up the sun and like go in the water. There's there's nothing like it. Yeah, I'm um, a sucker for sunshine. Yeah, me too. I just soak that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what. Oh, uh, movies. Are you like rom com, uh, uh, action, comedy? I love action movies. Scary movies? No, no, no okay. scary <laughs> Nothing scary, please. Okay. I like action, and I like, like, old-school rom-coms, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, like that type of style. Um, and I honestly love comedy, like anything that will just make you laugh. Yeah, like, life is guy. stressful, so it's like... Like the stupider, the better, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally, I'm like, just have me laugh. I don't care. I don't I'm not trying use to any brain cells. I'm not trying to learn this. anything yeah, exactly. new. I'm not trying to be here for personal development. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to laugh and, like, yeah, release I agree. the tension. Like, Office, for me, was, like, one of those shows that I would just put on just because I just wanted to be entertained. Like, yeah. I, I didn't want to think. I didn't want to, like, be so immersed. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's very well-made shows and movies out there that like the production is like next level right yeah and it's stimulating and you're immersed in it but to me comedy just will always always win agreed um and then last question uh what does it mean uh to stay tranquila it means to honestly just like roll with the punches like I can't even tell you, like, I'll give you an example. I was at the airport the other day, actually recently, like, multiple mm -hmm. airport experiences where, like, just everything was going wrong. And, like, the people behind me were freaking out. And they're like, how are you not freaking out? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we're going to get on the flight. Don't worry. And yeah. they're like, we don't have seats. I'm like, they'll have seats. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, just kind of roll with the punches, like, and be just be present. When you're working, work hard. Be focused. And that that groove that rhythm that when you're in the zone like that feels good so that can be a sense of being tranquila or tranquilo you know when it feels good and then same with taking a step back like when you just need a beach day or you just need to like lay on your couch and do nothing um, or you need to take a vacation do that so just being present and being in tune with what your needs are i think that'll keep you tranquila because there's really just no one way to do it. It, it, it. You're constantly evolving. Every day looks different. So just kind of asking yourself, what is going to make me tranquila today? Yeah. You know, don't focus on the past. Don't focus on the future. Just today, what will make me tranquila? And that'll look different every time. But if you tune in with yourself, you'll start strengthening that intuition and that relationship with your inner needs. I love that. Um, and what are some books or podcasts that you would recommend for, for someone to listen to or read um some books i would recommend um think like a monk by jay shetty he kind of talks 
all about this. Like he was in the monkhood and yeah. left to teach us all how to have more balance and more mindfulness and awareness. And uh, so that's a great book yeah. about kind of everything we've been talking mm -hmm. about. Uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, I swear, is one of my favorites. Yeah. I've read it twice. He's awesome. He really is. He's such a down-to-earth dude. I was not expecting he's, that. He's exactly what I idolize to be. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and then my last book would be Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Um, even if you're not a founder or like anything, like you are a leader in your daily life. We all lead by example, whether it's you returning your shopping cart at the grocery store or maybe you lead a club, but like you're always a leader in every room you step into yeah. and you're the leader of your life. No one else is in charge of your life except you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, when I recommend extreme ownership, they're like, oh no, but like I'm not a founder or like, oh, I'm not a boss. And yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter. You're your boss. Like, so extreme ownership by Jocko Willink is amazing. It's black and white. Like he puts it so simply put that you can't deny it. Um, so that message is amazing. Cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it was a pleasure Thank you, you for on. having me. I know I we've been trying it. to do this for a while, but it was awesome. It really was. So thank I you. appreciate it. And I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it as well. So yes. thanks, guys. And Stay tranquilo, guys. Yes. We'll see you guys soon.